In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey.
folks, oh my god, we're here again. Here we are. What are we doing with our lives? It's Beverly Hills, baby. Oh my god, I am so excited, yet I feel like I'm in a fever dream. You guys, just to get this out has been... What it's almost like Lisa Renna is is plotting against me, trying to throw every obstacle in her way. <laughs> I'm gonna get you. <laughs> um, uh, my dad's laying on the couch outside, and I was like, "You're just gonna hear a lot of weird sounds in there. No matter what happens, do not call the cops." Um, let's see here, Beverly Hills Friday. What and another. I hope we all can just take a second and. I don't know if you believe in God or a Buddha or whatever, whatever higher power you believe. I hope tonight when you're sitting down at the old dinner table and you're doing your, your group prayers or whatever you do before the meal, you know, just thank a higher power for this season of Beverly Hills. They're giving this season is so good that it almost makes me forget how bad Real Housewives of New York is, you know? Oh, my God. Did you guys watch again this? too? It's like it. it my friend said it best. It's like it, it, it's just there's a feeling of homework to it. There's a feeling of like purgatory of like I imagine purgatory in heaven is just watching this season of Real Housewives of New York again and again, you know, Um also, I said this on many episodes this week, don't believe any BS rumors. We'll find out when we find out about all the casting. But in the meantime, we have the, this amazing season of Beverly Hills that will be studied in the future. They will they will do some kind of college course on this. It is so cool. And you, uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to, I might, hmm, I might have seen the first five minutes of Salt Lake City. And, um... Let's just say we are in for a very, very, very blessed fall. I mean, I'm already sad about Real Housewives of Beverly Hills ending, but then I saw that for, and I was like, oh, so like I have nothing to worry about. We are set. And if you mix in a little bit of family and friends and personal stuff, we got like a solid fall into winter. Like, even if you don't have a personal life or family or friends, you could get by just on these shows right now. Um, but I think a lot of us do potentially have family and friends. Um, I'll tell you who's not my friend. Miss Erica Jane. I think everybody's on to me. Um, you guys, I... Um, so, the Thomas Girardi uh, real estate or his business auction ended yesterday. And uh, I'm going to... I don't know how I'm going to reveal... What was one? Um, I think Megan's going to come back on next week and do a recap of that. And um, and 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 I'm going to be there. OK, so my pickup time, you have to schedule a pickup time. I think pickup time is Sunday at 1030 for me, but I'm going to stick around a little bit. So if anybody is scheduling items, people are like, Ryan, you fucking idiot. I didn't buy anything, you dork. That's just you. Anyways, if anybody wants to come and be interviewed uh, outside of Girardi Keys, go in the 1030 block. I think I'm going to try to drag my parents with me as well. And we are going to be doing Tom Tom on Saturday night, which is very exciting. We're, we're a real Hollywood scene, you know. I think my dad thinks it's like Studio 54. And he's like, oh, you know, like I, th- I feel like he's going to dress like Tom, like uh, John Travolta from Saturday Night Fever. And it's like, Tom- I love Tom Tom, but it's like, you know, it's not like Studio it's not like it doesn't take hours to get into, you know, we made a reservation. So, but anyways, we've got a big weekend. And of course I, I, I mentioned this. And if you guys just listened to this week's episode, I am in long beach with my parents. Of course, that's my lot in life. I just hang out with my family. Now 
My mom is uh, down by the water. I just watched Beverly Hills for the second time, and I'm in this little tiny guest room uh, with bunk beds, and I'm on the, the bottom bunk bed, and I just keep bopping my head. See, that's the top of the bunk. So I know I'm going to hit my head like 10 times during this. It's going to be a real overboard situation where all of a sudden I think I'm a prince halfway through. Um but I'm up here with them, and instead of you know playing reindeer games, I'm in here with you guys. I'm da- I'm down in. I'm down in. This is war. We're going to war with this recap right now. This ain't for the faint of heart, folks. You might be on your weekend, but we're going to work right now. We're getting in the coal mines. We're going to knock ourselves off our coal mining asses with this recap. Uh, you can tell I've had a coffee. I do not feel well. My voice this week, um, yesterday, I, I. I I got too excited with the Dorinda and Spencer Pratt podcast, plus all of these other podcasts, and I wore the hell out of my voice. So I'm going to take many breaks during this, and I have Hall's Mental Liptus Relief Sore Throat Medicines. Shout out to Hall's. Uh, I've got a, a horrible coffee from 7-Eleven. It tastes like shit. And then I have this like protein shake that I keep convincing myself it's you know i'm really getting the body of my dreams but at this point you, you ever think that where you're just like well it's all over there's no way like at, did you ever when you were a kid you're like oh you know what i'm gonna wait into my 20s to get abs and then you're like ah you know what the 30s the 30s is what i really get my body in the shape and then you're just like fuck well i guess it's just not gonna happen for me like i i work i hike a lot but i'm like it's just not you know, a, an amazing body isn't in the car. I'm no, I'm no A.L. Booker, not Amelia's boyfriend. Lisa, we, we talk about him in this. He's like, hello, I'm A.L. Booker. Do you see my My A.L. sounds like P.K. Hey, you sound like me, P.K. Uh, me and A.L. got a couple things in common. We speak to Saber. We got, uh, we're totally ripped in the ab area. <laughs> and we got huge dongs to please all ladies with. Man, Dorit. Dorit managed, like I said, I've said this two weeks ago, and it's like, this poor lady just had to shut the F up, and she can't, I will not shut up, I have a voice, I've got things to say, beep, boop, 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 boop. Um, if you are new to this podcast, it, uh, let me, let me explain how this works. You're going to be fully annoyed at first, you might turn it off in anger or disgust, and then you'll be like, you know what, there's nothing else on to listen to on a Friday. You're going to flip it back on, you're going to, like, then you might have, like, a chuckle at something, and then you'll be disgusted again and go, screw that guy, and then eventually you're going to think about it a couple weeks later, and you're going to really potentially dig it. Uh, these are not accurate voices or imitations. I hate that I even have to say that. I know, I understand that these aren't good. I, I'm very, it is very understood. And if this is not your thing, I, by the way, and I'm not trying to be, uh, let, let's just get, I'm not trying to be watching what crappens. I've talked to the crappens guys. I do not listen to theirs. They don't listen. They don't need to ever listen to mine, but they will be coming on soon. And I cannot wait to, uh, to just go hog wild with those guys. Uh, I know I'm not that I'm just me. So I, I realized that before any nasty emails are sent. And if this is not your thing, which I totally get at first, I didn't even think it was my thing to do. Just go listen to those interview ones. I think the Dorinda one was really special to me because we talked about our families a little bit. The Spencer one was just amazing, I think, because I do really have such a respect for pop culture. Sophie Ross, of course, amazing. And then, do uh, you guys, I know there's so many of them, but go back and listen to yesterday's with Mike Johnson from The Bachelorette and Billy Corbin, the director of Cocaine Cowboys on Netflix. So I, I, I'm just, I, I'm amazed at the, oh, and Sandra just, 
uh, texted me, who's been booking the guests, to get a date for a guest I can't say, but I was blown away that they agreed to do it. And it's one of those guests that I'm scared of completely because I've made fun of a lot. And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. But you got to throw challenges in your way in life, right? Like, if they, you you know, and I... <laughs> You've got to throw things that are going to make you completely, uh, you know, have a huge stomach ache. Um, who who just had a stomach ache on a reality? Was it Ramona this week? Who had some tummy issues? All of these reality shows are starting to to blend together. But it it's a very it's a it's an emotional. It'll be an emotionally charged episode. Let's just say that. And I'm very excited. Uh, but the half of me is just like Ryan. Just run. Just change your name. Move to a different state. Nobody. Just be like Dexter from the horrible series finale a couple years ago, where you just go off, grow a horrible beard, and be a logger somewhere. Did you guys remember that Dexter series finale? Thank God Dexter is coming back, and they're picking up right where it left off because I've never seen such a worse fake beard on a person than Michael C. Hall and Dexter. Okay. Okay. Are we ready? Are we ready to do this, folks? It's 10 minutes. Also, if you have kindness in your hearts, please go um, leave a five-star review in Apple Podcasts. You can also join the Patreon. I did a 30-minute episode this week just by myself. Uh, I, I have been lax. Sorry, baddies. That's what we call ourselves over in the Patreon. You guys are more than amazing, um, and I uh, I need to throw some episodes that way. But you can always support. It gives five bucks a month. I'm still waiting for the iHeart money to come rolling in, which also reminds me, I was very embarrassed yesterday. The Dorinda interview was 30 minutes, and I had to cut it like 20 minutes in to uh, do commercials for iHeart. And one was like, you know, an awesome sex toy company, Dame, uh, female-founded, female-run. you know, run. But at the same time, you're cutting off like me and Dorinda talking about our families to, hey, everybody, do you guys have a vulva like I do? You know, like it's not – I was just like, man, th- this is why it's better to have longer podcasts so you can sneak these commercials in. But just know I understand that commercials interrupt the flow of the podcast. But they are something that you just can't control. Like they, this is something that I'm hoping to make a living off of. Um and we'll find out if that's going to happen very soon because I get paid quarterly. And uh, but I, I got I have to do that. And I'll, also these companies, especially Osea, the, the, the skincare company that is advertising this week. I'm telling you, those ladies like called and did an onboarding call where they were checking in if I had questions and explaining all the cool things about the product. And I was like. Wow, you got you guys actually really care about your product. And it reminded me of like me caring so much about this podcast and so you always got to support people that actually care you know um and also horrible instagram update i cannot share posts anymore you have to go through this instagram which is my favorite uh social media uh, app of choice is did this new update and you can't share post you have to do this really it's so annoying and it's like we they're like we found from our consumers that they like to make it fancy, and I'm like, who did you interview? I do not want to put more work into Instagram. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I'm so angry. Ugh. I'm Dorit angry. Oh, okay, so Dorit, Dorit reminds me just a refresher of C3PO from Star Wars, and so it's like Master Luke, Master Luke. I speak five thousand languages. I'm a child of the world. So that is how I always picture Dorit. Is just like 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 a robot, like a stick up her button, like, I speak in 3,000 languages. I 
am a human being. Little Jagaloo. Jagaloo, Mommy, which one of Mommy's accents do you like, Little Jagaloo? Please? Mommy? I like your... Oh, I like your accent. Oh, I like your accent. It's me, VK. And then Lisa, of course, is just... It is just Batman's biggest foe ever, the Joker. It's just like... <laughs> and then she does this drunken slur, which have you noticed? It's just like a stroke here. Yeah, baby, let's do it. It's a little Caitlyn Jenner. Like, yeah, baby. But it's like, hey, we got some champs. Let's you leash rain of beauty lost during the pandemic. <laughs> I love my daughters. Amelia, not Amelia. I love them both. And so it's like, it, it, it's a little stroke facey. You know what I'm saying? Um, no, Shout out to, you know, any of, anyways, that's Rena. Kyle, I still don't have, and Kyle is mainly done with looks. So whenever I say a Kyle line, just picture my eyes are open so big and my mouth is just hanging up so low and I'm just reacting to everything I say. So just in your head, that's Kyle. It's always reactions. And uh, of course, Kathy is an angel. It reminds me of that uh, Sarah McLaughlin song that they play over the puppy commercials when they're like... You know, just for $5 a month, you could save one of these beautiful, malnourished dogs. And then they're like, in the arms of an angel. You know that song by Sarah McLaughlin? That's what I hear when Kathy comes on screen. It's just like, the I feel like I'm in the arms of an angel, an angel named Kathy Hilton. But she's always like, Kyle, why did you speak to my mom that way, Kyle? Kyle, why did you do a show about mom? And then uh, Kyle just has a big reaction. So that's Kathy. Uh, Garcelle also is on a lower register. If you, you know, so it's like, fuck you with that. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> These aren't good. Fuck you with that, Dorit. Fuck you. You will not pin that on me. And also, guys, I just remembered, as I said the F word eight times in a row, please, if there are kids listening, what is up, kids? You are listening to one of the filthiest podcasts on earth. Yeah. Pass it around to your friends. This is like two live crew parental advisory, baby. No, kids should not be listening to this. That's I think that's I really feel. In fact, somebody DM me the other day saying they were picking their kid up at school and they had this on. And I think I was saying like sexy talk. And uh, and I had a couple of those emails where I've embarrassed people listening to it in public places. I will say this. This is a bad habit I've no, I, I've started noticing when I hike Runyon, which is one of the bigger hills in Los Angeles, because I only do the big ones. Um, is that I notice a lot of the hikers now? They'll just pl- they'll have one of those speakers and they'll just play their music. Like I signed up to effing hear their music. I have ear pods. Like I have things that I put in my ears, so you do not have to listen to me sing along to Miley Cyrus. You know like you know what I'm saying? Like how dare you think I want to listen to your trip hop bullshit while I'm hiking? Like wh- how cocky do you have to be to go out in nature and go, "You know what? It's not enough I'm in nature. I I need to listen to music." Which is fine. I do that, but I also want everybody to listen to what I'm listening to. That is so Do you realize the narcissism that goes into that like I I always just laugh and then I realize I am turning into that old man that just has very strong opinions and I'm just judging you and that is so weird to be judging somebody when I am one of the most insecure people I know like you could you could squash me like a fly like I am the most sensitive person that I've ever met in my whole life and I've met at least 30 people at this point 
Oh my god, you guys! I just took a break to get a cough drop, but you guys, you guys don't even get it. You fill me up with so much energy. Like I'm so excited to be doing this right now, and I've been dreading it all day because I just didn't feel good. And now I'm in it, and I'm like, oh, I can't wait to talk to you guys, and I have so much to talk to you guys about. Um, okay, like this. Okay, I swear to God, I'm gonna get to the. Are, do do you guys have any place to go? Can we just like chill for a second? Um, if you're in a rush, I'm sorry. <clears throat> you can skip ahead. These are long form podcasts. But uh, I was sent this. Uh, by my friend Marissa and she, uh, Mr. Jax Taylor's back in the news. I mean, it, he he it's his news. He posted on his story, but I don't follow him. So Jax tweeted, I am starting a hashtag Amazon Live next month, guys. I'll be talking about dad hacks, electronics, health supplements, and wellness. The best yard tools, cool gadgets for dad, yard toys, fashion, and more. Really excited to share all this with you. Have a great day. His have a great day. You have a great day. So, and then, so Amazon Live, this is, so this is different. So I guess anybody can start an Amazon Live. Like I could start an Amazon Live. I swear to God, I just watched this four-part documentary on LuLaRoe that Amazon is releasing in September. And it's, it's really good, but... I swear to God, I think Jax is like five steps away from an out, uh, like a multi-level marketing thing. He's going to be like, "I what if Jax sells LuLaRoe? Now, you can see this design's pretty cool for all your ladies out there. It has hamburgers all over. We all know Britt loves hamburgers. Uh, these are some great leggings. And we're, we, we've only got 20 in stock right now. So if everybody could pony up 30 bucks, you know, let, hey, make yourself the number one lady of your group with these leg stockings. Jax Taylor will throw in a piece of it. <laughs> Do you guys remember when I did the Jax Taylor pube voice? I'm like, hey, it's me, Jax's pubes. Why did I even do that? I just, I get so tired sometimes that I, okay, anyways. So my thing is whenever this Amazon live happens, I am going to be breaking it down just like I would a Beverly Hills recap. So we will be breaking down every moment of Jax's Amazon Live. So if he's selling yard tools and saying dad jokes, I am going to critique every one of those things. Because it's, as a journalist, you've got to you've got to go to the stories. You know what I'm saying? Oh, also, if my voice sounds a little different, it's because if you listen to the podcast yesterday with Dorinda, I realized I forgot to bring my microphone with me. I brought all the cords because, of course, I just... I'm just a mess. I'm so disorganized. So I had, and I just hated the way it sounded. So I knew I had to do this. So I went to Best Buy this morning and got a new microphone to do this. So it might sound a little different because it's a different microphone than I usually use. But then I'm just going to, because I didn't have, I didn't have time to go like an hour and 45 minutes back to LA and then come back to Long Beach where they're staying. And uh, because it's more affordable in Long Beach, my parents say. And uh, but I'm going to return this to Best Buy. So please don't tell Best Buy that I, I used it and am fully planning on returning it to get my money back. OK, here we go, folks. Are you ready for the magic? OK, we're going to take a breath and then we're going to go. <sighs> OK, season 11, episode 14, Lips Unsealed is the title. Now, if I was a betting man, when I see that title, I think it has something to do with Lisa Rinna's bony, bloated lips. Um, also I, I, you know, so we, we start off and we hear Crystal's voice go previously on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And we see A.L. Booker, which is that guy from Love Island that not Amelia is dating. I believe not Amelia's name is Delilah, but I call her not Amelia because there's Amelia who's with, uh, the old man, uh, Scott Disick and there's not Amelia and she's with A.L. Booker. And so in the previews, like, like previously on, we have Rena going, he's a 
male version of Delilah. <laughs> and then we get a scene of Kathy and Kyle in Palm Springs where Kathy's like, I wasn't around when you learned how to make lasagna. And Kyle's like, because you didn't talk to me for 10 years and just picture a lot of expressions when Kyle says that. And then we have Dariq going, they called it a Ponzi scheme with Thomas Girardi. And Sutton goes, I say, I say, that is what the LA Times called it. Uh, you are right, Dorit. High five. And then Dorico, everything I believed is the diametrical opposite. Is that even correct English? Diametrical opposite? Is di- diametrical opposite. Like diametric. I, it just didn't make sense to me. And uh, Sutton goes, I don't want my name and no article. I am the owner of two minor league baseball teams, I say, I say. I am on the board of many ballet companies. Um, and then uh, we get the scene from uh, Kyle's Christmas dinner where Dorit is just going on and on like a tornado. And Garcelle's like, that's not what you said the other night, uh, Dorit, in regards to Erica Jane. That's not what you said. Excuse me, Garcelle, I am speaking. And then uh, we start in the credits. And the one that always gets me, and just because this is lips unsealed, I want to once again hammer home something very obvious. Lisa Rinna's taglines are, My lips are legendary, and they will never gloss over the truth, honey. But that's all they do is gloss over their big fucking bloated bony liar lips. They're liar lips. Those are liar lips. All comes out of lies. Like whoever that surgeon did that messed those, jacked those lips up, they must have inserted just just filler and lies. It just, if you squeeze Lisa Rinna's lips, it's just like, I lied, I lied about the knees. Ah, I lied. I lied about Harry. Ah. You can just squeeze her lips and it's like, ah, lie, lie. I guess I actually didn't need to squeeze my lips while I was doing that imitation. Anyways. Um, and then Dorit, it's it, now her tagline is getting sadder as I realize we're getting further into the season with real no Dorit direction. Not even a Buka de Beppo kind of mention is... Dress like there's no tomorrow. And then tomorrow, do it again. Boop, 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 boop. Which is just saying that all I'm good for is dressing, folks. I I will dress on, I will dress an outfit today. And then tomorrow, I will do a different outfit. A different outfit. A child of the world outfit. Like, how, like, it, it, it was funny at the beginning, this tagline, because I'm like, oh, Dorit likes her clothing. Yeah, I, yeah, Dorit. And then now I'm like, oh, that's so sad. Dorit literally just has clothing, you know? Like, I would have o- almost been excited if it was like, I have little Jagaloo, and I'm a robot. Beep, boop, 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 boop. I do weird things to PK's <laughs> dong for outfit money. So- <laughs> <laughs> I've never had plastic surgery on my face. Um, so when there's an opening scene and we're at Rena's secret garden, you guys, we get an overview of her backyard where Harry's infamous where he's like, that's where that's it's where I plant my radicchio and that's where I plant my rat, rat, radishes. We've gotten a good yield. We've gotten a good yield from this this spring's harvest. I'm digging a tunnel. I'm digging a tunnel under my garden for Erica Jane to hide. <laughs> and, for, for me, and for me to bury Rinna's body eventually. Um, so, uh, you guys, a red Ferrari pull whips up to the house. And Rinna goes, ah! 
she's not in the car, but she's like out there to greet the car, and she's like, ah! <laughs> and Al comes out. He's like, it's my dream car. It's my dream car. And Amelia, uh, and she's like, Amelia, no, Al Booker goes, Amelia got this for me for Christmas. And then Amelia's like, huh, huh, I got it from my friend. I, I did weird things to my body for this. I let somebody poke around my body for this. <laughs> and Rena's like, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> so what? What? it's a very funny situation we have here because on one hand, Rena is keep saying and talking heads of like, oh, why does it have to be with Scott Disick? But you know, she's like, you're doing exactly what I told you to, baby. And it's paying up. You see that red Ferrari? Yeah, baby. That's no Toyota Corolla. That's a red Ferrari, baby. <laughs> You're doing Did you do that thing I taught you in the book with the blowy? Yeah, give me a handy, too. Um, so this this Ferrari pulls up, and Rena goes, help me, Jesus, in her talking head, because it's from Scott. And uh, she's go, she goes, let's go to the garage and see my clothes. Which is just, if you didn't know that's where she stores a lot of dress, her dresses, you would think that Lisa Rinna literally is a troll that lives in her garage. And that's where she, you know, has her little her little outfit lair. Um, you know, it's like, ah, come with me, Lisa. I'm Lisa Rinna. We're going to come to the garage where I keep my little, my dresses, my goods and sundries. <laughs> uh, I think my mom is saying I'm making too much noise. Oh. Nope. Okay, we're good. <laughs> Come to my little lair where I keep all my fashions from years past. I'm Lisa Rinna. <laughs> so uh, they're they're in the the dirty garage where she keeps all her wares, and um, Rinna goes, Ah, here's Nana's wedding dress. <laughs> There's a stain. And then Al goes to Nod Amelia. He goes, It's a pile of baby making stain. <laughs> and Rena goes, We love Al, me and Harry. He's so good for Delilah. <laughs> She's really growing into herself. Harry made it quite clear that he would like them to marry someday. <laughs> can't say the same thing for Amelia and Scott. And then Lisa out of nowhere goes, Why can't it be Harry Styles? <laughs> Why Scott Disick? <laughs> And, I mean, I hate to point out the obvious. I mean, I mean, Harry Styles would never date one of your daughters, Lisa. It, I mean, it, I, it's like a class thing. I, I mean, I hate to, I mean, it's just, if we're going to talk seriously about it, it's like he would never do that. He seems like he's like really interested in personalities and stuff. And I believe he's with this, uh, this woman, Jason Sudeikis, Sudeikis, Sudeikis's ex. I'm blanking on her name right now, which is so sad, but she's a, kind of a really brilliant director in her own right. And I, uh, and she's older than Harry. So Harry actually seems like he goes for like kind of, per and she's actually gorgeous too, but also just kind of personality and talent. And I think that's more of Harry's thing. Whereas somebody like Scott, he goes more of like, put this lingerie on and let me, you know, poke around your crevices, that kind of a thing. So if we're to be, you know, if we're in his, I don't know if this is a rhetorical question or if she's actually asking for our opinion, but 
I'm just asking for her opinion. It'll just, it won't, it'll never be Harry Styles. She could get like Joey Fatone, maybe. Like Joey Fatone, like a, 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 maybe an older boy band, somebody from New Kids on the Block or New Edition, maybe. I don't know. But yeah, Harry Styles is not even in the the ballpark, right? Like it's, it's a, that's like a pipe dream. Like that's something you put on your vision board and it just never comes true. Um, so Rena is just giving away these girls her old Navy dresses from 1993. And she's like, vintage Versace during my pregnancy. And then he's like, she's like, Harry got me started on these and then she goes harry's cheap as fuck <laughs> and then she goes no harry's romantic and he will buy lavish gifts you know and then we get a flashback of harry like here's a ring lisa renna here's a ring and then she goes but he's cheap everywhere else <laughs> so then we're seeing tom fords we're seeing gucci's we're seeing um uh herve leisure which i I swear to God, you guys, you know me. I am an old Navy man myself. I don't keep it in the garage, though. Keep it in my tiny closet in my bedroom. But um, I, Hervé Leisure, in my head, I was like, Heath Leisure has a clothing company? Like, I... I didn't, I'm not, I don't think I know Hervé Leisure. So I thought, my eyes thought Heath Ledger. And she's like, they look great. And I do got to say, the daughters did a fashion show in the garage, the dirty garage. And I will give them that they are both very beautiful girls. Like, there is no... You can't shave. They're they're really pretty. You know, I don't really care, but they're really pretty. If that's your thing, like that's you know, they're super pretty. Like they looked good in the the old dresses. Like they did. Like you can't argue that. I don't think. And Lisa's tearing up. Why she's like, oh, it's a good thing I saved them. <laughs> she goes, I still see my girls as little. I do, and to see them as women, fully with their curves and their periods is just—it's mind blowing. It's mind blowing. She goes, I'm losing my grip. <laughs> you lose control. I've had some moments in this house by myself, <laughs> and Harry's in Romania working, and I'm like, shit, man, everyone's gone. <laughs> Can we take that back of what she said? She goes, when I'm alone in this house and Harry's in Romania, <laughs> Harry's in Transylvania, Harry's on one of his private camping trips. Harry literally will be like, what is, it's like when you pick like that, do that thing on the globe and you're like, I'm going to visit the farthest point from this point right here. Ah, Romania. There it is. I will be going to Romania, Lisa, and you will be staying in this house alone. Um, I just love that it is so fucking far. And then she's like, you just picture her like the Joker in Arkham Asylum, just in some straitjacket going, ha ha ha, I'm all alone, Batman. Ha ha, I'm in my dirty garage with my clothes. <laughs> and I do want to point out she's in tie-dye. And I made this point on Instagram, but Lisa Rinna in this scene is literally dressing like Jonah Hill. She's fully made up, but has a tie-dye outfit like the kids are wearing and a bucket hat. And it's just, it, it, I watched it for the first time last night around 1 a.m. and I got so angry. I was just like, oh. And when I, and that's when I expressed my art and Instagram. And I was just so angry. I was just like, you put on your Ann Taylor and you, you just wear your Ann Taylor loft or whatever that, don't try to be all hip and then do your little dances with your hips and all that. Don't do it. Don't do it. So, um, Rinna, yeah, tie-dye, and, and they're doing the little dance in the garage and the dresses, and she's like, go, 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 supermodel. <laughs> and then she goes, I think my daughters are the coolest people on the planet. <laughs> they had some difficult challenges growing up, and they had to face them and go through them, and I am beyond proud. Me and Harry are beyond proud. And I, guys, when she said difficult challenges, my thought, honestly, was just like, oh, 
yeah, you as their mom. Like that was the challenge. And then I realized they actually have gone through challenges and eating disorders and and things that actually, you know, they have, I hope, conquered. And, and that is you can't make fun of stuff like that. But my thing also, one of their huge challenges is their mother, I would imagine. She it does seem like she laughs this way, even when the cameras are not around. So um, then they're out of the dirty garage and they're in the backyard and Lisa's on some wicker furniture and Al's in one chair. Delilah's over there. And I shit you not, Amelia, Emil, this is it. Amelia goes, I have the worst stomach ache ever. I have to go to the bathroom. And it's just like, damn, Amelia, you could just ex- you could just excuse yourself. You like literally Amelia goes, I've got the shits. I've got to go. Scott put something in my rear end last night and it is not sitting well. It is just I am just all torn up. Like it like Amelia, you can just say I got to go get a glass of iced tea. I mean, there's no real, like who you wanted to be on TV going, I have the worst stomach ache ever. I'm going to the shitter. Like, I mean, what? I That made no sense to me. I was like, and then production even left it in. I was like, you can just, we don't like, I wasn't going to be like, where the F is Amelia in this scene? <laughs> so Delilah then and AL are just talking to Lisa and uh, AL was like, hey, my relatives got their rent of beauty. You sent them. And one of them died when they put it on. <laughs> My grandmother croaked. No. And uh, she's like, oh, that's good. Oh, good. They got him. Oh, good. And then she goes, one of the girls is throwing a little luncheon for Rinna Beauty. Crystal volunteered her huge house. And um, we get a flashback of this point of she's like, I think Crystal wanted to volunteer her house because she had such a bad time at my house. And we had the flashback of Sutton going, jealous of what I say, I say. Yo, ugly leather pants. <laughs> and uh, then Rena goes, you know, we'll we'll loosen the girls up. We'll we'll get them to vodka or tequila or champagne or rosé. She literally names all the drinks that I've ever heard of in my life. And uh, uh, that's the end of that scene. So. Um, so we go to a new scene over in Crystal's house where Crystal is preparing food with her uh, her housekeeper, Lucy. And Lucy's like, it's too greasy. Your food is too greasy, too spicy. And Crystal's like, you always tell me my food is greasy. It's supposed to be greasy. It's grease. And then, of course, Dorit like, I'm pulling up to Crystal's house. This is a house that is fully bought with real money. I'm very jealous. Boop, 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 boop. And she's wearing giant Oakley sunglasses uh, they're kind of Oakley looking glasses. It reminds me of the the jocks that used to beat the shit out of me in high school. Uh, you know, the baseball players. They'd always have, they, they, so that I, so when I first saw Dorit, I was like, ah, and then I was like, oh, it's just Dorit in Oakley sunglasses. And Dorit goes, hey, mama. Hey, everybody's got to stop calling each other mama. And uh, Dorit and Crystal are in the kitchen and Dorit's like, I love when you make your traditional foods. I love it so much. It's so great. Um. And Crystal shows Dorit the the Rinna party setup in the yard. She's like, oh, my God, it's so sweet of you to do this. Oh, and uh, and Crystal lets us know something just unhinged. She goes, you know, before COVID, I used to throw two to three parties a week back there. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? Is this are you a lady of the night? What kind of parties are going? Are you these are these are these like circuit parties or these like raves? What are you what are, two to three parties a week? My God, the fuck? Are you kidding me? Um, 
And they do a shot of the uh, outdoor little bungalow, which I swear to God is bigger than anything I'll ever live in. And Crystal um, goes, this feeds my intense controlling scheduling tendency by planning parties. You know, it really scratches that itch. And I was like, come scratch my, go wash my car. Like, will you scratch, use your itch scratches, like, and come clean my room. Like, this is, this go, like, what? I'm like, my God. I cannot wait. Uh, I'll speak this. I want to be rich so I can have wackadoo things that put make me calm. Like, I like to build cars to really calm. I like to build uh, Italian cars. It really scratches that itch and it calms my nerves to <clears throat> build a telescope from scratch. Um, so Crystal says, uh, oh, I ate so much over the holidays. And uh, Dorit's like, of course, me too. So much. Yum, yum, yum. Eat, eat, eat. And Dorit goes, oh, we haven't seen each other since Kyle's Christmas party. Remember the Kyle's Christmas party happened? And then this is like weeks later. So this is all picking back up after the production holiday. So everybody's like, what did you get for Christmas? What'd you get in your stocking? Or they, we don't see that, but that's what I do to people after the Christmas break. And Dorit's like, it was a lot for Erica. She seemed like a shell of herself. Everybody was coming up against her, including Garcelle, and it didn't seem the right time to pounce on her. And Crystal goes, I don't disagree. And she's, you know, they both agree that it wasn't the night to question Erica, but it's like, come on, when are we going to question Erica? You know, for real, are we going to just feel bad until she just gets away with everything? No, come on. F that. Dorit says, um, I've noticed something. Garcelle is making jabs. Jab, jab, jab. A jab towards Dorit. No, 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 she says. It's appearing that way, and it's a... And she goes, it's appearing oh, so oh too often. It's appearing oh too often. And there's a flashback of Garcelle making comments. And, and, and by the way, you know, Dorit isn't wrong, but Dorit also is deserved a lot of comment. You know, like... If you do the crap Dorit does, you're going to get comments by somebody that actually believes in themselves. See, the thing is, Garcelle is sensitive to a degree, but also Garcelle has a healthy self-esteem. She does. And she's already on the outside with this group. So she doesn't care. What are we what are, am I trying to impress Dor Dorit? Am I trying to impress Dorit? Like, are you No, I'm good. I'll say what I want to say. Like I, I kind of understand, like, she, there's, like, a little bit of a kamikaze pilot in um, Garcelle. Because she's just like, what, what are you going to do to me? I have an actual job. I do a talk show every day. Uh, you know, like, what are you, what? Like, you're not going to like me on Real Housewives of Beverly Lisa Renna is not going to like me? I should step in line? I shouldn't ask? I shouldn't tell Dorit she talks too much? Give me a, give me a break. So Dorit goes, it's starting to piss me off. Crystal. And uh, so Crystal says it's now gotten to the... Oh, no. Dorit goes, it's now gotten to the point where, it, you know, what is the problem? And have some guts to back it up. Beep, boop, 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 boop. And Crystal suggests addressing it early with Garcelle. I will say this. Do you notice... I really like Crystal, but do you notice she's always encouraging people to address their issues, but it's always then... These are the issues that get the people in the worst trouble. Like she did the same thing with Erica and Garcelle in Palm Springs. She always seems to kind of be in this weird middle for being such a quiet force right now. But she is a force. Do not undermine Crystal. Do not uh, count her out at all. any means. She will. I think I think she I, I'm excited to see her second season. I really, really am excited to see what she does with her second season. But I also really appreciate <laughs> 
Dorit thinking that she could make a dent in anything. You know, like, I'm going to really step to Garcelle, beep, boop, 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 and tell her what I think, that this is not very good of you. You will not, I have had it. I am blowing a gasket. <laughs> Why did I, I'm so, uh, but I just like to read, like, it's starting to piss me off. I'm a child of the world and I'm kind to everybody, but I will not stand for this. This aggression will not stand. So, we will see what happens with this later, but we go to a new scene, and it's Erica's Hancock Park cottage outside. And you guys, this is the fakest, phoniest bullshit I've seen in a long time. It's Erica like, eh, I'm using a vacuum. I'm cleaning. I don't know what's going on. How do you use this vacuum? <laughs> I'm going to do it, though. I'm cleaning. I'm cleaning up all the mistakes of my life. And she's like, I haven't lived alone in 30 years. It's quiet, and there's nothing to do. Why don't you go get a fucking part-time job and help pay off some of Tom's debts if there's nothing to do? If you got a, if you got time to lean, you got time to clean, baby. You know what I'm saying? Why don't you get a, a job at the fucking Arclight and, like, just... I, are you kidding me? Uh, it's so boring. I've watched literally everything on my streaming services. So she's, uh... She's like, cleaning is like meditation in a way. Well, why don't you go clean houses for a living then and just meditate all damn day and make some money doing it? I really have learned to like my vacuum cleaner. And by the way, for when she said, I really like my vacuum cleaner, I was like, is that code for Mikey Minden? It's like, uh, Mikey, or as I like, a.k.a. vacuum cleaner. Hello, it's me, Mikey, Mr. Vacuum. Um... And she goes, if I was having good sex, this whole thing wouldn't be so depressing. A lot of people mop the floors. <laughs> and it's, but it's like, what? Like, if I was having good sex, this whole thing wouldn't be so... I Do you realize... Like, think about that sentence and how gigantically dumb it is. If I was having good sex... This would actually be pretty cool. Yeah, Erica, if we were all having good sex, I guess our lives would be a little better. Well, I mean, what are you, what is coming out of your mouth? Like, what? Like, you could have just said, like, oh, it sucks to clean, or I like to clean. I'm really worried about what's happening in my life right now. Not like, if I was eating a ham sandwich, it'd be a lot better. Like, literally anything else would be better. I, it's so dumb. She really wants us to think she's a sex pot. Remember that. Remember she sold us a bill of goods that she is a sex pot. And I just, I'm sorry, folks. I don't buy it. I think it's full of shit. I think she is, I think she's like a missionary person. I think she's just like... You know, a couple pumps and, you know, you know, I don't want to be disgusting, but you know what I'm saying? I think she's tries to portray sexiness more than her actually being sexy. I mean, Tom Girardi, remember, there was lingerie, brand new lingerie found in his office that was not for Erica. Like, I don't think Erica enjoyed being sexy in the home area. I think she likes to be sexy on stage, but that's really, remember, highly choreographed. Everything in Erica Jane's life is highly choreographed. And that's why I find it funny the people that still believe in any of the bullshit she's peddling when it's like, dude, she's choreographed her whole life. Her Erica Jane character is completely created. She says that with pride many seasons. Everything is highly staged. Her stage shows are staged. Her uh, talking heads are written for her. How would you not think? I mean, I guess the bigger issue is why, why would you ever think this wasn't completely staged? 
This is all for show, folks. So, uh, and then she goes, she's in a talking head. She's like, yeah, I'm doing it. Single ladies. <laughs> I'm doing it. She goes, huh, doing it. Single ladies. All the single ladies. All the single ladies. All the single ladies. But I'm like, what? And the way she says it is just so monotone. And I have to imagine Mikey was trying to direct her into a different line reading. And she just couldn't pull it off. Because he's like, doing it. Single ladies. Uh, doing it. Single ladies. So Rena shows up. And the only way we know that is because we hear her before we see her. She goes, ah! That poor fucking street, Hancock Park, has had so many. There, there's probably if you go in that neighborhood, there's signs of like if you see this woman and it's just like a bony looking lady in a bucket hat of like please report, please call nine one one. And once again, she goes hello, hello, hello. <laughs> she goes, I brought champagne for us, and uh, and Erica goes absolutely for us. Have we? I've said this before, but have we kept track of how many bottles of champagne have been brought to Erica at this house? Rinna herself, I've clocked at three bottles of champagne. Like at a certain point, you you do realize everybody's gifting, re-gifting their champagne to Erica Jane. And she's like, hey, yeah, I want some champagne over here, baby. All right. Um, and you have to imagine it's probably like 10 in the morning. But I guess it's Kyle's birthday, so uh, Kyle must have taken pity on these ladies and was like, okay, sure, let's uh, do a scene at little Erica's bungalow. We, or what if Kyle was like, uh, yeah, we. Uh, I don't want you over here. I don't want you at my place. Uh, I will happily go to wherever you're at. Yeah, you know what? We moved, actually. Yeah, we're not at that same address, so don't ever think about coming there at all. No, no, no. New place, new place. I'll let you know soon when the next holiday rolls around. We'll, we'll let you know for the cards. Um so uh, Erica and Rena are there before Kyle gets there. And um, she's like, I vacuumed the couch. And Rena goes, did you? <laughs> did you? She goes, I'm trying to make it nice. And Rena goes, how's it going? <laughs> and Erica goes, one of my lawyers asked the other day. He was like, how are you? And I said, I'm really focused on getting through this. And then we'll unpack the emotional stuff afterwards. That and I'm doing a lot of vacuuming. And Rena goes, well, you look great. You look great. You just look, ah, you look great. And Erica goes, yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm just trying to get through it. And Rena does this happy birthday dance when, um, when Kyle comes in. She goes, ah, happy birthday, it's like a fucking Muppet. It's like Austin. It's like Fraggle Rock. It's like Fraggle, Fraggle Rock. Da, da. I just, you just want to shake her or like, like you, like the hand of God, knock her down or something. Cause it's just that kind of force, that kind of whirling dervish, maniacal pixie energy that's happening. This is like, it's a beast. It's, it's just, she must be stopped at some point. And, uh, Rena goes, let's open that champagne. Yeah. And uh, they're all sitting down on Erica's couches and Erica's opening the champagne. And she goes, these champagne glasses were my parting gift to myself from Tom. 
So she's pretty much confirming she snuck out of the house in the night and that Tom wouldn't notice. But it's like, the you know, Erica, you're so effing dumb. It's like when this happens, Ronald Richards is like, I will add that to the list of things that I will get back for the victims. I will I uh, will not. <laughs> you will not be holding on to that parting gift. But I love the little humor of sneaking away from your husband of uh, 23 years in the middle of the night while he is supposedly going through a bout of dementia and Alzheimer's. I love those jokes, though, Erica. Super fun. Hey, he won't remember. Huh? He has dementia. He doesn't even know who I am anymore. <laughs> like what? I mean, this is it's so weird. Like what? Is, I, I once again, I don't like I understand in the in the context of this scene, you'd be like, oh, She's going through a rough time and she, you know, ran away from Tom. But as the more her story gets clear, she's painting the picture of this man had a fall on his head. And for three years, he's completely disintegrated and she just didn't like dealing with him anymore. So she left in the dead of night, which she didn't leave in the dead of the night. Remember, her story is I dropped him off at work that day and then I went back to Pasadena and I left, which, by the way, we know now from his his little estate uh, office estate yard sale that you guys, they, the car is for sale. The town car is for sale that drove to Tom to and from work. I think it went for like $7,000, which did anybody get it for me? Just really quick. If it, I would be amazed. Could you imagine? And then I'd take that to pimp my ride. And I'm just like, what could you put a fish tank in the back of this? That would be dope. Man, did anybody else dream about that when they were younger, about having, like, Pimp My Ride? Like, could you imagine what they would do to my Corolla? They're like, oh, we put lava lamps back here. We put a little TV screen for you to watch. We know you like TV. And then you can open this trunk, and there's a whole uh, underground uh, area down in here. It's a, you know, it's very high tech. Um, what, but once again, I'm just saying Erica's so, Erica Jane is full of shit. That's basically the thesis statement here. So anything you say, anything she says, it's funny because you can kind of backtrack and go, well, that doesn't make sense. That really doesn't make sense. But, you know, Garcelle's not there to or Sutton. So they just let her go, you know, um, and uh, they're uh, they're eating uh, some cake for for Kyle's birthday. And Kyle opens her present. Remember, Rinna got a present for when Rinna came in. She's like, I got I we got Kyle something. I'm including your name on the gift. Ha 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 ha. And uh, Kyle opens her a present and it's a faux fur coat, which we're going to make sure she's like, it's faux, it's faux. But once again, I'm just like, we're, we're parading around wealth in a scene with somebody that owes a lot of things to people. <laughs> It's weird, you know, but Rena fucking loses it when Kyle opens it. And, and Eric, Kyle's like, ah, everybody's excited about this. And Rena goes, it's new. It's not vintage. It's new. <laughs> she goes, I purchased it for Kyle. I did. I did. And then they eat the chocolate cake. Rena puts a little teeny, 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 teeniest bite in her mouth. And then she rolls her eyes like she's orgasming and she goes cross-eyed. She goes, oh, this is good cocky cake. Ah! And then Erica asked Kyle and Rinna about the other night uh, or a couple weeks ago at Kyle's uh, Christmas party. And Rinna says, uh, well, we met the other night again, and I don't think those ladies still got the answers to the questions that they were asking. And Rena goes, yeah, I just, they, I, you know, I don't think they got the answers to the questions, but they shouldn't have been asking them anyways. You know, Rena says, I was really trying to help you the other night, you know. Um, and Kyle tells Erica, she goes, Sutton just doesn't want any problems legally or even in society, which is like, 
Good for you, Sutton. And by the way, I'm going to play a cut clip right here. Ryan, insert the clip. This is a never-before-seen clip that they release usually a week after, where it explains a little bit more about the situation. Five, four, three, two, one. Now, what's so interesting here, you guys, is that this makes even more sense because Sutton was potentially financially involved, so of course she was going to be worried. It is amazing what they choose to cut, which they are sitting on a director's cut of this season that must even be balls to the wall. Just insane. Like, I would love to get my hands on that because it's it probably just paints an even darker picture of this whole thing because Sutton basically offered uh, Erica money to get back on her feet, you know, before knowing the full story. So, um, Erica goes, uh, after Kyle says Sutton doesn't want any problems legally or in society, Erica goes, how small town of her. I don't want to be associated because the neighbors might talk or ruin my good name. I think that's cowardice. What are we in small town, Georgia? This isn't Augusta, bitch. What will the neighbors think? Who gives a fuck? Who cares? It has nothing zero to do with you, Sutton. Um, and <laughs> Erica, you are playing a dangerous game, my love. You are playing a dangerous game because we now find out from this clip that it does involve. There is reason why Sutton actually was even paying closer attention, but also Thank God for Sutton just being honest. Yeah, she doesn't want to be involved with the criminal. Oh, my God. Yeah, she is worried about what other people would think of her. Oh, my God. You know, like, yo, I don't know where you got off thinking you guys are best friends after doing half of a season together. What? Like, I mean, I'm sorry. And by the way, this small town bullshit, you're from a very small town. So you should completely understand. And Sutton legally got her money i mean like sutton also married for love and then uh got you know through a tragic divorce but she didn't marry somebody you know 32 years her senior you know like they were high school sweethearts this is like a completely different scenario so erica would have no clue erica doesn't have a strong ethical or moral background you know and sutton is who sutton is and it might not be perfect it might not be what everybody loves but it is sutton you know, and Sutton doesn't make any bones about that. She is going to take care of her, her and hers and her money. That's it. And so uh, Kyle asks if um, Erica wanted to leave Tom for a long time before she actually did. And Kyle's like, you know, because of the cheating. And Erica goes, I discovered the cheat. Well, the cheating, I discovered the cheating. The, one of the nights I left Yolanda's condo. We're bringing up, of course, Yolanda Hadid, you know. I like lemons. It's me, Yolanda. I like. I got the Lyme's disease. Oh, Gigi, chew up a little almond, Gigi. Chew it up really good until you're full, Gigi. I've got the Lyme's. And uh, she goes, Yolanda said about David Foster, boys will always protect boys. So that night when I went home, Tom was asleep. And so I saw the phone there and I picked it up and I opened it up and there was everything. Which, by the way, we know she didn't pick up the phone and there was everything. She flipped the phone. It was a flip phone. And if you remember flip phones, everything wasn't just right there. You had to dig around the flip phone. And we've got screenshots of what she found, not in this, but like we, you know, because it was, you know, Justice Trisha Bigelow, which we've talked about before on this show. 
who he had had an affair with. And I'm sure he had an affair with many others, but this whole like Tom left his phone out and then I picked it up when I left July. I'm like, it's another thing that doesn't add like to me. And do you notice how we don't really get Yolanda standing up for Erica and any kind of press things? I thought that's another interesting thing. Um, so, uh, she goes, there was everything right there. It's been a real mental fuck for a long time. And Kyle says, I would have strangled him in his sleep. And Erica goes, what good would that have done without all the facts? Like, I, like all of a sudden she's a detective, all the facts. Well, like, I mean, what, what are you, what are you taught? What are you gassing on about? And Rena's just sitting there going, oh, I don't even think, I think she's thinking about Scott and Amelia. Like she seems checked out. And, uh, she goes, I needed to know what I was seeing was what I was seeing, where everything was. And uh, she's like, uh, if I cut and run, what am I going to do? Where am I going to go? Um, and Kyle's like, well, you didn't have a prenup. Why did, you know, she goes, he goes, he would have found a way to get out of it. And Erica explains that I couldn't just leave. I was financially dependent on him. So I had to begin making plans to be financially successful myself. I love that. Like I, at that moment decided to be financially. <laughs> it's like, while I'm doing the podcast, you guys, I realize that I too am going to be financially successful myself. Like what a way, by the way, do it the Erica Jane way, how I got rich and financially successful. Like what? <laughs> I, I like she's like some like, you know, I learned to be a financially solvent after that night. It really inspired me to get my shit together. You know, all this time I had married somebody 32 years older than me because of just balls out love. And I was just so damn attracted to the man. But this really put things in perspective. And I needed to make my own money so I could leave this man who I love very dearly. Um, So she's like, uh. So I started working, and I worked so fucking hard to stand on my two feet. And here I am. This is me. And she says it all dramatic, like, look at me. Oh, oh I'm, a, I'm a champion of all ladies. Oh, women, it's me and Jane Fonda, baby, and Hillary Clinton. We're all the Mount Rushmore of doing it for ourselves. Single ladies, woo, I like to vacuum. <laughs> but I'm like, you were on a reality show and Tom paid for you. I mean, like, once again, like, what are you saying? Like, what? Your shoe dazzle ads? What? Come on. Stop it. And uh, Erica says, uh, yeah, I wasn't in this position six years ago to leave, so I set myself up like I did now. And, uh, you know, if I did it back then, he would have driven me into the ground. And Kyle on a talking head goes, you know, I don't care how many cars you have or how big your house is. It seems like a lonely life. And then they all laugh. They're like, ah, Kyle's birthday. Ah. And then Rina goes, champagne and cake, bitches. What? Then we cut to that and we get a bunch of shots of downtown Beverly Hills of all the fancy buildings. And then we go to Dorit's house, which is in the valley. So it's a not a, you know, it's not even close to Beverly Hills, which is always just weird. And uh, Dorit is trying on a Jean-Paul Gaultier dress. And she's like, I feel like I'm doing this justice to this outfit. I feel like this outfit is like, thank you, Dorito. You have, you are a child of the world, and you wear this dress, and all your curves are flaunted. Little Jagaloo, little Jag, 
God, there's bikers all around here. Little Jagaloo, you want to come see Mummy's dress and how it fits on her hips? Hey, folks, you didn't... Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I gotta tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen in shirts from $30, performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Start the podcast all over again. It's just your pal Ryan uh, doing those commercials I was talking to you about. But I'm actually really excited about this next one, especially uh, they are new to the the, the podcast and the product is called Osea, and it is, uh, it's amazing. Uh, I talked with these ladies last week. Um, that's how much they care about their company and these skincare products that they actually wanted to, to go on a phone call with me after I had received the products to go over any questions I had, how it made my skin feel. Like, they really care. They, they even cared how I felt about the product, so you know they care about what you think of the product. And this stuff, folks, I know I'm a dude. But I had my friend Megan try it out. Uh, I told my mom about it. She's excited to try out when she comes this week. Uh, but I was just telling um, uh, I was telling my mom that I was like, I just don't, my skin is just getting to a point where it kind of seems like kind of dead, like a zombie almost. And then I swear to God, this next week when I got home, these products were there and I started using them and I feel better. I look better. Um, I mean, I, th- I think I look better. I'd have to, it's a podcast, but I, I think you guys can tell I sound better at least. But Osea has has been making products that do all of this amazing stuff for the last 25 years. And when it comes to clean beauty, Osea is the pioneer. This stuff is not only good for your skin, but it's also good for the planet and it'll help you get the results that you want. So they have award-winning cleansers, serums, and face moisturizers. And they are known for creating amazing body products like their famous Undaria Algae Body Oil, which they sent me, and it's dope, you guys, which, you know, it is totally perfect because we often forget to take care of our bodies the way we take care of our faces. So even the algae body oil, you can put all over your body, and it is, uh, do I dare say, silky? Uh, it feels luxurious, rich, and the thing is, it's it's um this I didn't know like 
my friend Megan tried it out and it's, it's like not greasy or sticky, she said. And, uh, I noticed that it absorbs amazingly into the skin skin. So it, it not only moisturizes your skin, which I, I'm an idiot. You guys, I thought I seriously thought moisturizers had to just be like white, <laughs> like white cream. I didn't know that this, this amazing algae body oil moisturizes your skin and it leaves my skin looking way healthier and I dare say I'm glowing right now. So I know what you're thinking, body oil, you know, and if you've used body lotion for years, you might be a little wary of body oils. Um, but I got to tell you, I'm a convert. My friend is a convert. Uh, the Andaria algae body oil has been Victoria Beckham's favorite body oil for years. Oh, come on, Victoria. That's a spice girl, you guys. But I think you guys are going to be obsessed with it, too. So it soaks in easily. It isn't greasy. And it has this um, um, it has this really nice citrus smell. And I, I know I had COVID, folks, but I can actually smell this. And uh, it reminded me of when I worked at the this day spa. I don't know if you guys know that, but I worked at a day spa and there was always kind of this citrus smell and, and cucumbers as well. But the citrus smell, it kind of reminded me of that. Um, so I can't even tell you how soft and smooth my fin- skin feels right now. If you guys see me, you're welcome to feel and touch my skin anytime. Uh, but it also, I think it actually has made my skin look a lot healthier. Um, and the body lotion, definitely, it can't do that. So Osea's products are clean, vegan, cruelty-free, which is huge, climate neutral, and it's created with sustainably sourced seaweed and made in California. So you can feel good about what you're putting on your skin. And this isn't in the ad, but I did want I, I did want to bring this up is that this company is another company that is entirely uh, female founded and run by family. And I think those two things show you exactly why this company is where they're at. I'm telling you, everything this company has done in way of sending me products, getting my feedback, hopping on phone calls, they really, really care about this. And that actually made me really excited to talk about this. So uh, so experience your new favorite clean skincare line with a special discount just for us, you guys. You can get 10% off your first order with promo code SOGOOD. That's S-O-G-O-O-D. It's usually so bad, but I was like, it's got to be so good because this stuff is great. And you're just going to go to O-S-E-A Malibu.com and then put the promo code so good in. So you're also going to get free samples with every order and orders over $50 get free shipping. So you're going to want it all. Um, I'm actually checking out more stuff because I know my mom and sister wanted to try some stuff. So go to OSEA Malibu.com and use code so good. I think I'm going to put my link in one of my stories tomorrow too. And hopefully we can generate some uh, some business for the, the, this fine company. I actually really am excited for you guys to try this. And uh, thank you for listening to this. We got two more to go. But Osea, that is our new skincare uh, of choice. BetterHelp is committed to uh, facilitating great therapeutic matches so that they can make it easy and free to change therapists if needed. Because sometimes, you know, the reality is you don't get it right sometimes on the first try. And they are very 
committed and concerned making sure that they match you with the right person. So it's more affordable than traditional offline therapy and financial aid is available. So BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. So visit betterhelp.com forward slash so bad. That's better H-E-L-P and join the over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. So special offer for So Bad It's Good listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash so bad. And uh, if it makes you feel any better, this is a service I do use. And um, if you have any questions, please reach out to me. A lot of you guys have shared your mental health uh, journeys with me as well as I've shared mine with you. And I think this is the kind of place where we're able to kind of communicate that stuff and realize this is very important. And that uh, I was just talking with a really good friend this weekend about this is that unfortunately, we don't just wake up and magically feel good. Unfortunately, we have to do things every day, just like working out, just like building a muscle to make our, our, our brains work, you know, and our emotions in check. We have to do things and we want to give ourselves the best fighting chance at, at a slim slice of happiness we can on this earth. And I love that BetterHelp is committed to doing that with us. Okay, guys, one more. Thank you for your patience. But I think these are cool products. This one's a little sexy. I know you guys have heard me do this before. So please, uh, one more time with feeling. Uh, today, another sponsor is our favorite company, Dame. We've talked about this on the show before. And I always say, and they always say, that we should seek out what's right for us and not compromise on what's most important in the bedroom. Our relationships should add value to our lives, especially in the bedroom. So why don't we think the same way about our sex toys? Now, Dame Products is a woman-owned sex toy company making the next generation of vulva-tested, vulva-approved vibrators. Now, we got to find a better word for vulva. I mean, I know we're probably not going to do it on the podcast, but, you know, I, I just, I think there could be a better word. So it's founded, this is awesome, by a sex educator and an engineering whiz. Dame develops toys with the help of real humans and couples like you. They're closing the pleasure gap and helping the world one vulva at a time. Their vibrators and accessories are made with medical-grade silicone, smart design principles, and lots of love, earning glowing press from the New York Times, W Magazine, and many more. So whether you're a couple looking for an extra boost where it matters, because there's no shame in that, you guys, or on a journey of self-exploration, which once again, no shame in that, we are sure they will earn a spot on your nightstand. So uh, I recommend the uh, the Ava, which is a couple's vibrator giving you clitoral stimulation during penetrative sex. Uh, I'm currently not having sex, but this sounds like something that if I got to that point, I would use. So it's it's flexible wings tuck under your labia for a snug fit. And the best part, Dame offers hassle-free returns within 60 days, so your satisfaction is literally guaranteed. Really, take that in. You can return something in 60 days. Guaranteed. So go to dameproducts.com forward slash so bad today for 15% off site wide. Again, go to dameproducts.com forward slash so bad today for 15% off site wide. And guys, thank you for listening to those commercials. I know it's a pain and it interrupts the flow, so I appreciate it. I get it, you guys, but thank you, thank you, thank you. And um she's like, it's very difficult to get on, I feel, but I do feel I think I'm doing justice in the outfit, you know? And then we cut to Kyle's house. 
a very uh, housewife trope of having the phone uh, on the mirror. And we see that Sutton is called and um, she's on speakerphone. And Kyle looks her age in the scene, no makeup on yet. And Sutton's like, what are you wearing? What I'll say, I'll say, what are you going to wear this Lorena beauty party today? And Kyle's like, well, I'm, I'm just going to work with what I have today. And uh, Sutton goes, I'm going to wear a pantsuit. I don't care. I'm going to be Catherine Hepburn, I say, I say. And Kyle goes, I'm going to be a beat up old jalopy. <laughs> so we cut to Crystal's house and... Uh, it, all, it looks beautiful, you guys. It's like a really nice party back there. And Rena shows up, and of course she goes, huh? She got like tiptoe. She goes, tip, 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 tiptoe. And then she goes, huh? Huh? Ha, ha, Because she sees the setup for the party. There's pink everywhere. There's inflatable jacked lips everywhere, including lips in the pool. And Rena goes, you know, it's, uh, you know, we launched Rena Beauty during a pandemic. But, oh, my gosh, she's so pretty. Oh, my God. Ah! She goes, I can't stand it. <laughs> you just wish some worker would have just pushed her in the pool at this point. He's like, I can't stand it. This pool is so cool. I'm dying. I'm dying. I am dying. <laughs> So Rinna refers to herself in this scene as a hustler and a cockroach and a talking head. And I'm like, damn, if this woman doesn't understand her brand, <laughs> you know, I'm like, yeah, you are a hustler and a cockroach. Damn it, lady. You, you nailed it. She's in a talking head, you guys. And I shit you not. She's talking to the camera in a talking head and she goes, ah, oh, a bug. <laughs> she goes, a fly. It flew right into my lip gloss <laughs> and died. I killed a bug. So literally a bug like Rinna Beauty or Lisa's lips have some kind of weird bug force field that just kills anything in their power. Like, like bugs, just bugs are just falling off. Like what kind of hereditary horror film shit is this? Like we need to look more into this where bugs are just dying. It's like, or this is like a suicide bug, like a suicide bomber, where it's just like, must destroy Rinna. And she's like, ha ha, I'm a cockroach, bitch. <laughs> and she goes, when you're a hustler, you do what you need to do. I launched during a pandemic. And then we had a flashback to all of other Lisa Rinna launches. Remember, she had QVC and all of the diapers and all that stuff. And, uh, but also just once again, I just want to be on the same page. A tiny little bug flew in her orbit and then died in her lip gloss and fell off her. And she goes, that's gross. <laughs> Rinna beauty. And she goes dancing. Oh, and then they had these uh, drinks for the party, just for the party. And one's called Dancing Queen. One's called Pucker Up, bitch. One's called, uh, one should be called... Uh, uh, bony, bony eyelids. Uh, one is called, uh, you know, one should be called, Ooh, you're so angry. One's called horrible friend. One's called big mouth. One's called not Chris Jenner. One's called never will be Chris Jenner. One's called last season on real houses of Beverly Hills. Uh, so Garcelle arrives to the party. She's a presence, a force, if you will. Her sunglasses are really big and very Terminator-like. Finally, an angel walks in, Kathy Hilton, which is like, hello, ladies. Everybody looks gorgeous. And Rena goes, you look gorgeous! Ah! 
And Rene goes, I couldn't sleep last night. I was so excited. And I was like, you know, that also happens when you're on a lot of uppers. It's it's very hard, allegedly, for people to sleep when they're on um, caffeine pills and things like that. So, um, oh, my throat is getting so sore. Next, Kyle arrives. And uh, there, Lisa's posing with lip pillows. And she's like, yeah, yay. Just full Muppet. Full, uh, that little drummer from the Muppets that's just always freaking out. Uh, Garcelles goes, oh my God, Rena, when was the last time you've been this excited? And Kyle comes in and she goes, are we day drinking? And everybody's like, yeah, Rena does this thing. She needs to stop with these air kisses. I know we're in a pandemic, but I would almost rather get COVID than see Rena do these air kisses with all of the ladies. Like, what is, what is this? Is this like, this is not one of your stupid dances. Like, what are you doing? Rena, what are you doing? Hey. Hey, look at Rinna. Look at me. What are you doing? Why are you doing this? You can just say hello to people, okay? Say, hey, I'm so excited. Thank you for being at my special event. It, this means a lot. I know I didn't really do much with Rinna Beauty, but I signed off with my name. But thank you so much for being here. But the, the air kisses, what are we doing? You're not you're not even close to royalty. What are we doing here? And uh, Kathy goes, how was everybody's holiday? And, uh, you know, everybody's like, oh, mine was good. And Kyle lets us know that uh, we had a flashback to over the holidays. Farah, her daughter and her boyfriend were over there and her boyfriend was talking at the dinner table. And she's like, well, when me and Farah have a child together. And of course, Kyle's face goes, oh, zoinks. And I, I found it interesting when the cameras are there and they only pull like two sentences from it. I'm like, what a waste of shooting. Like, did you shoot a whole night or did you just like come for 10 minutes? Because if it's a whole night and they're just using two lines, it makes me sad. Like, I want all that other footage, you know? And Rena goes, oh, she's you would be dying. You're dying for them to get married and have a baby. <laughs> and Rena goes, let's get some fresh. Let's get let's go get some refreshes of our drinks. And Dorit's come, Dorit comes in. She's like, boop, 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 boop. I have been rolled in, Master Kyle, Master Rinna. And Kyle, Kathy, uh, also, just to let you know, she looks like a true angel. She's wearing this uh, flowery blue dress that I looked very pretty on her. And uh, this must be her signature color because she wore the same color on that beautiful photo of the New York Times where she's winking. Which, by the way, I, I think I said this last, is a highly erotic photo to me. I think she looks very hot winking. And the ladies talk about what they did for Christmas. We see a picture of Garcelle's family in matching Snoopy pajamas. Um, so Dorit uh, goes, I'm, I'm happy to see everybody. Ah, And uh, Erica Jane arrives and she's all in blue as well. And she has like, these uh, very complicated braid structure um, uh, of some sort. And she's like, huh, ladies. And they're all ordering drinks. And then Erica orders a drink that's uh, called No Apologies. And Erica seems a little uncomfortable. And Kathy goes, whoa. When Erica goes, no apologies. And Kathy goes, whoa. I love Kathy's overdone reaction. And Garcelle, in a talking head, notes the irony of the drink Erica orders. And she's like, coincidence? I think not. I wonder, like, Erica was like, I'll take the orphans and widows. <laughs> I'll take the old man balls. I'll <laughs> I'll take where's the money hidden. I'll take Maggie Minden. Um, I want to do a theme party with a bunch of different weird drink titles. Like you got like when we do the Buka de Beppo party, we got to think of like the most off-putting titles for these. Like, you know, so uh, 
Erica goes, I'm not putting any expectations on about Sutton today. And Sutton in her talking head goes, maybe I overreacted a bit, I'll say, I say, but I still don't like it. And Sutton finally arrives, and Erica notes that she is serving garden party realness. You're serving garden party realness. Um, and Sutton also goes, come on, I can go to a lipstick party, I say, I say, for God's sakes. Sutton, truly unhinged, orders a, a champagne with vodka in it. Like, you double alcohol. Like, that's, I mean, also, let alone disgusting, but that is just, I, I mean, Sutton, I'm really loving you, but like... What? What? This isn't a Jaeger bomb. Like, uh, uh, give me a, give me a little of that champagne, and then put some Bacardi One Fifty One in it. I say, I say, and a splash of grenadine for the old lady. But <laughs> give me a little Don Julio XO, and then uh, put some Bud Light in that. I say, I say. Uh, could you pee in that, and then put a little bit of uh, <laughs> champs in it, please? Um, and Kyle goes, you're an animal, Sutton. And uh, Garcella says, no, she put tequila in champagne with her. And then Sutton goes, uh, this is what's called a sutty buddy butthole. And I'm like, pardon me? A sutty buddy butthole, I say, I say. Give me a sutty buddy butthole. Um, and uh, she goes, if, if it was a tequila, it'd be called a tequila slammer. Kyle in a talking head goes, no, ma'am. And then we're in a talking head with Sutton, and a producer goes, what's a slutty buddy butthole? And and Sutton goes, ha, I say, I say, it's not a slutty buddy butthole. It's a sutty. Like, my name's Sutton. It's sutty, not slutty. A sutty buddy butthole. If I do see Sutton, I'm going to be like, Sutton, can I see your sutty buddy butthole? I mean, could I have a little taste of your sutty buddy butthole? You guys, this weekend, all let's all make sudy, but I'm having a sudy buddy butthole. <laughs> so, like, what a sudy buddy butthole, everybody! A good sudy buddy butthole to you, ever a good sudy buddy butthole weekend. And they do a toast to Lisa's, um, you know, whatever she's launching this beauty thing. And she's like, "We did it in our pandemic year. We did it!" And the lady that. I assume does all the work is there. And she's like, you know, all this work. And, and Rita goes, girl, we fucking killed it, girl. We killed it, girl. And Erica goes, this makes me very happy. Cheers, cheers. <laughs> and um, it would have been funny if Erica brought a little like, um, like a dustbuster because she likes to vacuum so much. I brought this. I brought a little dustbuster to soothe my nerves. Uh, Crystal, do you got any crumbs that I can uh, meditate on? <laughs> um, then they all do the cheers and Rana stands up and goes, thank you. Hey, okay, but everybody sit down. Let's have lunch, everybody. And they get Mexican food and Kyle gets a big old plate of it. And she goes, I always get a big plate of food. Why do I always get? I love Kyle's eating. Like, I love people that eat. I eat. I love women that eat. Like, eat, man. Food is fucking good. I wish it didn't put, like, make you look different. But I really love, <laughs> I love that. I'm, can I talk to you guys? I really love food. Do you guys like food? A lot of people don't eat, but I like to eat. And I just, I wish... You know what I'm saying? Like, if you had a superpower, honestly, I think I I think I might be like my superpower like would be like I just don't want to gain weight if I eat food. You know, like 
I could just go to like an all you eat buffet and like just eat as much. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that'd be dope. Like flying is like, uh, what are you going to do really at this point? You know, what am I going to help? You? No, but that food thing, that would be a cool superpower. Just think about it. Um, they sit down to lunch at this table. Guys, Kyle and Garcelle and Erica, they're chit chatting about the real where Garcelle works and Garcelle's commute. Because remember, she films the, at her little house near the power plant right now. So she films in her glam room, but she's going to have to, you know, go to the guest room, which is going to be the studio at Warner Brothers. And uh, Dorico's, Garcelle, I'd like to thank you for this yummy lunch. Beep, boop, 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 boop. And she's obviously confused Crystal and Garcelle, of course, the two people of different ethnicities at the table, which is weird. And everybody's like, ah, <laughs> and Rena goes, we all do it. And Garcelle goes, yeah, we all do do it. We all do do it. And Dorit tries to recover by saying that, you know, no, you know, it's I've just been thinking about you a lot. Aha, uh-huh, Garcelle. Yes, Garcelle, uh, you've not gotten away scot-free. I, Dorit, child of the world, have been thinking about you, Garcelle. And you know what? You have not been nice to me lately, Garcelle. There's been stuff on my mind, and I would like to have a talk. Because you have been making little jabs at me. And, uh... Garcelle goes, have I? And she's very still. And Dorit goes, you have. And I don't know why you are, but I'm definitely noticing it. And Dorit, (laughs) I just love the way, you have been making little little jab, jab, jabs. Little Garcelle jabs to old Dorit. Jab, jab, jab. Jab, jab, jab. And it does not sit well with me. And she goes, it's almost like a bully. But in her, Dorit's voice, it sounds like boogie. It's almost like a boogie. A little boogie in your nose. A little boogie nights. And then Garcelle just stares. Very still with her huge Terminator glasses on. You know? And Garcelle goes, hmm. What kind of jabs? Tell me. Well, huh, I wouldn't say the first time you said, you know, you said, Dorit talks a lot. And I thought that was fine because I thought, you know, it wasn't very nice, but she was, you know, must be trying to be funny. But then, then at uh, the, the party, the one party, she's trying to remember. She's like, it's the tone. It's the tone, Garcelle. It's just obnoxious and rude, the tone, as if you would ever... You said You said to me, you said, Ah, oh, Dorit, as you, if you would ever stuck up for Sutton. You know, Kyle, Kyle had a very beautiful function. And there's a flashback to Kyle's beautiful function before Christmas, you know, where Dorit was going on and on and on. And Garcelle goes, That's not what you said the other night. That is not what you said the other night. And it was like, let me finish, Garcelle. So that's what we're talking about here. And by the way, I will say when Dorit was explaining it, you do kind of check out, you glaze over. I'm not talking Teddy Mellencamp boring, but I am talking of like, well, this isn't really important. I don't need to fully pay attention. You do get that vibe around Dorit. You know, like you're, and also with Dorit, there's other things to look at. She's obviously wearing like nice clothes. So you just get lost in more of the, you know, the style over the substance because she's like, Oh, really? It is very funny because 
Dorit really thinks she's doing something here. She's like, I've got to, I'm going to stand up for the underdog. And she doesn't realize she's not the underdog. You know, it's like, I'm going to stand up for the little people that Garcelle brings down all day long. I will. Me, little old robot Dorit, will stand up for the little man. And Garcelle just is just so still, so strong, so in her power. It is so scary, you know? I, I can't believe Dorit was like, this is not going well. She literally does not look scared at all. Oh, shit, should I keep going? I'll just keep going. Like, she does not even take into account that it doesn't look like any of this is landing at all. And so Dorit was like, yes, you told me to be quiet at Kyle's. That, that's not what I said the other night. And Garcelle goes, well, I wasn't wrong the other night, but go ahead. And Kyle's face goes, oh, zoinks. Oh. And Dorit goes, it took me off guard. It's a bully. Because we actually, we go to commercial break. We come back and she we repeat a couple of these lines, but they add more into the lines. It's really weird. They're editing. And Garcelle goes, oh, stop. Stop it right now. I'm not bullying you or anybody. You would stop that right now. And at a tugging head, Garcelle goes, a bully is a loaded word. A bully is a person that picks the fight. And, um. Dorit goes, to me, it's the way it feels. It, do you have a problem with me, Garcelle? And Garcelle goes, I don't have a problem with you, but I feel like whenever we are having a discussion, you hijack the moments and go on and on and on and not let them or anyone have a say. And literally, they do cuts of everybody at the table, and everybody's like, well, oh, uh, well, she kind of nailed that one. Whoop. And Dorit was like, oh, I'm making quite a point. What? What did you? Wait, excuse me? What? Beep boop, beep boop. Process, process. Learning computer. What? What did you sell? Oh, no. Abort, abort. Like, everybody is just kind of like, even Rena, who loves to go against like people that are right was like, well, Dorit, I love how they all are like kind of bandy together as a group to be like, well, Dorit is annoying as fuck. Like, <laughs> did you notice that? Everybody, even Erica was like, she's got a real annoying streak in her. Like, it is so like, we're dealing with criminals now at this table and everybody's like, we will still take time to let everybody know how annoying Dorit is. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love that the rap on Dorit is Booga to Beppo, nice clothes, and she's annoying as fuck. You do not want to get into any kind of conversation with her. It's just too much. It is just too, too much. And I love, I love that. How can you not love that? So everybody's kind of laughing at Dorit. And uh, Kyle's like, well, I've, you know, I've done that too. Um, and Dorit goes, it's not I've... It's not if I've done that, it's it's when. Oh, yeah, because Garcelle goes, well, it's, um, you know. When I've done that or no, she Garcelle goes, well, if I've done that before, you know, and Dorit goes, it's not when I've done that. It is if you it, no, it's not if I've done that. It's when you've done that because you've done that, Garcelle. And Kyle's face goes, zoinks. And Dorit goes, all right. And Garcelle goes, yeah, <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, literally goes, okay, yeah, okay, sure. And Dorit is just spinning. Like, she's like, oh, no, Master Kyle, please help me. Master Rinna, please. Oh, please, I'm bombing so bad. It's five minutes at the improv. My stand-up set is horrible. And Garcelle goes, that's just how I feel, Dorit. 
And Dorit goes, would you consider yourself a friend, us friends? And Garcelle goes, yes. But I got to say, I don't know where I sit honestly with this group. I feel like I'm an outsider in this group, and I don't know why. And Rena goes, we have a great relationship before. And, you know, we talked about it. And Garcelle goes, yes, we talked about it. Rena goes, we did, we did. And Dorit goes, a really easy way to be a part of this group is to be honest and agree with everything Erica Jane says, even if she's a criminal. No, she goes, a really easy way to be a part of this group is to be honest and say, if I have a problem with you, Dorit, you know, I will speak to you. I am not the only one who has had that problem with you, Garcelle. And uh, Rinna goes, you know, I've, I've said that to you. And Kathy says, well, Dorit, it's not like you haven't heard this before in regards to her, you know, monopolizing the conversation, which I love Kathy just being the voice of reason and stepping in and go like, come on, Dorit, let's call a spade a spade. You really, you really talk a lot. Come on. Um, and uh, Kyle says, and Dorit, you didn't like when I said it to you. And there's a flashback of Kyle getting into a fight with Dorit because she's going on and on from last season or two seasons ago. And Dorit um Kyle says in her talking head, she's like, Dorit, it just takes so many steps for the party, you know? She's going to, you know, tell you to take a car to get to the connecting flight. She'll tell you how to build a clock. And uh, Garcelle goes, well, maybe my jabs, Dorit, are my way of telling you. And Kyle goes, well, come on, you know, well, maybe what Dorit is saying is that that's a passive-aggressive way to tell her. And Garcelle goes, fuck it, whatever, okay. And Kyle goes, I've gotten into it with Dorit. And Erica says, yeah, many times you've gotten into it. And then there's a flashback of that scene where Erica's like, you say boring shit, Dorit, and I say important shit. And then in a talking head, Erica goes, Dorit is a marathon talker. You know, I check in with myself when Dorit gets going. I'm like, how's the dog? Did I lock the door? Where did Tom hide all that money from orphans and widows? Did I feed Mikey Minden today? I'll just go with a checklist when Dorit talks, you know? <laughs> did I wash my butt? Did I soap my... Did I suds up my butt? <laughs> did I... Did I steal any American Jane collectibles today? Um... So they all have banded together to say how just how annoying Dorit is, which is just such a special scene. And uh, she's uh, Kyle's like, I'm just making an observation from last year and this year. Um. Oh, oh, no, no. Sorry, sorry. Dorit goes, I'm just making an observation, Garcelle, from last year and this year. Um, you know, it's also with what you did at Kyle's in Palm Springs to Erica. When Remember when she was like, Erica shared with me that Tom calls her every day. And Garcelle hears what Dorit says and goes, fuck you. Fuck you with that. Fuck you. Fuck you. And fuck you. And uh, what she did to Erica is what she is doing to me the last couple of months. She pokes, pokes, pokes. And when she's confronted, Garcelle acts like she doesn't know. And this is all in a talking head. And Garcelle goes, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, and fuck you. And Dorit says, you're going? Because Garcelle gets up to leave. You're going? That's the easy way out, coward Garcelle. Or do you want to Tuck it out. And Kyle's mouth at this point is hanging wide open, which is actually a cool diversion because all of the flies that were dying in Rena's lips immediately made a beeline for Kyle's gaping mouth. So Dorit, uh, we cut to a commercial. We come back and Garcelle is still pissed. 
Kyle's like, come on. And Kathy's like, sit down, Garcelle. Come on. Come on. And, um, but Garcelle was like, Erica is not mad at me. She realized that was a misunderstanding. Also, during this whole time, Kathy Hilton is putting on makeup, like totally undisturbed. She is a Zen Wen queen, you know? Uh, but Garcelle is just completely pissed. Uh, but also Crystal goes, yeah, Garcelle has every right to be pissed. This has been now discussed three times, this thing with Erica. And uh, Rena says, sit down. Kathy says, sit down. And Sutton says, a word you said you don't mention in this group. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So they're all sitting down, you guys. And Sutton just kind of throws away. Yeah, you said a word you don't mention in this group. I'll say, I'll say. And Erica pipes up and goes, I didn't. Eric goes, I didn't. I didn't say don't mention it to the group. I think you did. And then she gets all like into Sutton's like like they're sitting on the same side. And she's like, finally, it kind of breaks the dam with Erica. And she goes, oh, you think I said that? You small town, miss. I'm so worried about my reputation. You shut the fuck up and go ahead, Crystal. So she's like, go ahead and talk, Crystal. I just took care of Sutton over there, you little small town bitch. And Sutton just, once again, the stillness with these ladies. That's when you know you have complete power. We always taught that in acting school. Just be still. Stillness shows power. Like, I'm always doing huge hand gestures and all that because I'm a nervous person. Just be still. If you want to show power, just be still. Don't move. And Erica's spitting out what she thinks is fire, and Sutton just doesn't move. And Sutton goes, uh, huh. Just laughs slightly. She goes, huh. And Erica goes, and tell her to shut up and get another fucking legal opinion. You can laugh all day. We can go all day with you, girl. And Sutton goes, okay, I'll say, I'll say. Yeah, go get another fucking legal opinion. The faces are amazing, you guys. The faces around the table, the faces from Sutton, just amazing face work. Some of the best silent film acting I've ever seen in my life. And Sutton still still goes, Oh, oh, come on, I say, I say. And Erica goes, no, 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 no. Erica goes, no, 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 And Sutton goes, don't take that out on me, I say, I say. And Erica, thinking she's like, you know, a comeback queen, goes, take what out? Your bullshit? And Sutton snaps back, goes, no, I say, I say. Your problems. Now, a lot of people have like said, what does this mean? And I think it's fairly obvious because Erica's line before goes, take out what? Your bullshit on me? And Sutton goes, no, don't take out your problems. But she just says, no, your problems. But you could interpret this if it's Shakespeare. This is what we would always do is break down the text. So if I saw this written in a script, you could go that way or you could go, no, comma, your problems. Like you're the problem, like your problem, your your problems, girl, I say, I say. We call you problems, girl. You could take it out that way. And you would also take the N-O and you could do the K-N-O-W and go, know your problems, I say, I say. You better know your problems. Know them backwards and forwards so you can fight against them. So there's a lot of different ways, but I know the right way is know your problems is what you will not take out on me. And Erica is still thinking that she's like, like off the cuff. You know, she thinks she's on wild and out right now. She's like, my problems are my problems. And don't try to turn them around on me because they don't affect you. 
And for you to sit there at her house, well, I didn't know that small town shit is so whack. Just go ahead. Like, all of a sudden, she also thinks she's a little bit of, like, a little little Kim. She's like, that small town shit is so whack, huh? Yo, give me a beat. Yo, turn it up in the headphones. Uh, son, uh, small town shit. My name is Emrica Jane. I got no money to my name. Sun's all up in my grill. I don't know, but I need a good deal. From the lawyers in my life, I like to vacuum at night. I don't have no money. At least that's what I tell Mikey Mendendo Payday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Up, I can't hear myself. Up, up in the headphones. Uh, uh, uh. Feel it, feel it. Feel the vibrations. It's such a arrogant jank. Come on, come on. <laughs> Yo, one, two on the mic. Yo, though, this goes out to all my homies in Pasadena. This one's for you, Tom. Yo, you came at me 32 years, <laughs> 32 years older. I saw your bald head and I knew it was over. I wanted your love. I wanted your green. I wanted to drive around a Mercedes Benz. <laughs> I had to do weird things to your pee. I, I had to do weird. <laughs> yo, yo, drop that beat. Yo, kick it. <laughs> Orphans and widows, orphans and victims. I don't care because I don't know how to pick them. I didn't do shit. Tom is <laughs> Yo, yo, yo. Tom fell off a cliff. And then he came out of the car and jumped off the cliff. I thought he was with one of his bitches. Yolanda said, oh, boys always protect their boys. Oh, bitches. Would you guys believe if I told you none of <laughs> That was completely off the top of my head. Would you, would you guys believe I'm such a fucking idiot? How is this my life? I'm such a I'm such a loser. I'm such a loser. I'm such a loser. Yo, yo, give me a beat. Ryan's a loser. Yo, yo, my life's in shambles. But I look to Ryan's podcast and realize he's no better. Okay. So, so Eric is trying to get gangster with Sutton and Sutton's like, girl, I'm financially solvent. Like I've got actual working bank accounts. Like you can keep going down this path, but it is like, did everybody, somebody on Twitter said, oh, did you see how Erica ate Sutton up? I'm like, are you kidding me? That came out like stone cold fear. It came out. So she was so scared, Erica, you could really tell. And when Erica is threatened or scared she tries to go really hard at somebody that she feels she can intimidate but you when somebody's poor they're intimidate like that's part of why anybody gave a shit about erica jane and erica jane knows that so if you take away that what are we like oh your hit songs like what like what are we why are we what 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 is the big deal about you like honestly what's the big deal about you without your money what are we supposed to like that's why we cared 
it was like, oh, you were saying cool things about like taking private jet planes and, and things like that. But it's it, it makes no sense, you know. Um, So the funny this to me read like so like Erica Jane, you can really see the fear in this scene. And Sutton's like, girl, like for real, girl, you're going to you're going to try to play me like, OK, cool. No more spa trips for you. Like and like I said, remember, Sutton tried to loan her money. So Garcelle, um, they're all doing this. Um, oh, I just, I'm so sorry for doing all that Erica Jane rap stuff. So all of this is happening. And it is so intense. Like you just like it's like that. I got, I got goose pimples. I was like, this is so good. And Sutton's face is so still and it's so Joan Crawford from Mommy Dearest. I don't know if anybody will get that reference, but it's like, no more wire hangers, I say, I say. Get your ugly little pants out of here, mama. Um, but Crystal goes, well, I feel, you know, Crystal's trying to peacekeep. She's like, I feel, you know, it, that, that, that was brought up in a private moment um, that you asked not to talk about uh, Tom calling you. And Tariq goes, yes. You clocked it, Garcelle, and you read, and I believe you're a very smart girl, Garcelle. So Dorit is still trying to hammer this home, even though she is on the losing end right now. And Garcelle says, you're not, no, no, you're not going to pin that on me. I'm not letting you do that. You can say what you want about us, me and you and the jabs. But you weren't there, so don't hop on that. We can leave it at us and with jabs, but don't hop on that. And because really, Dorit thinks she's really and I feel like Dorit probably left going, BK, guess what your little lady did today? Put one Miss Garcelle Bouvet in her place. Oh, wait, did you tell me what you did? So I get boy George on the line and we can get him to comment about what you did with Garcelle. And then Dorit was like, I told her this, this, this and this. And then PK was like, oh, uh, baby, um, I. I hate to break this to you, but I think you sound like a fucking idiot, fucking idiot, you know. It didn't make a lot of sense, you know. Obviously, in the moment, you must have been caught up, but it wasn't that good. It uh, it wasn't that good. I, it's not going to look good on TV for you, babe. And Boy George is like, I agree with P. <laughs> Anyways, so Garcelle gets pissed again. And Dorit keeps bringing up these things, and she's like, I do not want to be accused of this. Oh, no. So Dorit goes, well, okay, I just don't want to be accused of belaboring a point down the line. And Garcelle goes, really? And Dorit goes, really? And she's imitating Garcelle's voice at this point. So it's funny with Dorit, you know, children of the world with a thousand accents, all of a sudden Dorit's like, really? Hey, how you doing? I'm Dorit. I'm making fun of Garcelle. And she's like, I don't want jabs told months later I belabored a point. I do not want that. And Garcelle says, okay, great. Put a pin in it. Um, but this conversation keeps going and going and going. And in a talking head, Sutton goes, oh, my God, do we need to call PETA because she is beating a dead horse at this point? And Kyle goes, you know, Kyle's just useless in these situations. He goes, at the end of the day, the lesson is just say it directly. I'm just trying to fix it. I'm sorry. And Garcelle's like, you don't have to fix it. It just feels really shitty. And uh, Garcelle goes, OK, I hear you, Dorit. I'll say it to your face in the future. Things will be different. And Dorit goes, thank you. I won. Thank you. I cannot wait for Garcelle to go, hey, um, 
next episode. Hey, Dorit, remember when you told me to be, you're being fucking annoying right now. Shut up, okay? And Kathy goes, you better believe we're going to talk about it. Because <laughs> we're all laughing at Lisa Rinna's line, and they're all playing with the little lip uh, carrot top little toys on the table. So now we're at the last scene, finally. Kathy's house. We're at Kathy's house where magical things happen. Where you be, it's like the lion, the witch, and the wardrobe. The lion, the witch, and Kathy's house. It's like when you go, when you go to a magical world where Paris Hilton and Nikki Hilton were raised. Why do we never see Rick Hilton? So Kathy is getting ready for Kyle to come over, and she's like, Paula? Paula, do we have those chicken salads ready? Just put a little scoop and a little mayonnaise because Kyle likes to watch her little beautiful figure. And we meet Muffy, um, Kathy's dog. And there's Hermes and Baccarat gifts unopened under the tree. It's By the way, this is shot after Christmas, so I'd, I'm curious. Well, I think they say they're waiting for Paris to open the gifts, which these might be gifts from like 2010. Who knows? Kyle uh, calls the little dog uh, Muffy. She goes, hey, mama. Everybody, let's just let's chill on the mama. You call your mama, mama. Let's chill. Calling every your your friend isn't your mama. You're okay. Your your friend, your sister, they're not your mama. Your pets are not your mama. Your mama is your mama. Um, there's so many baccarat boxes. They're um showing what is on the table. There's these uh, candlestick uh, holders, $950. Butterflies, $150. Kathy says, for me, it takes four days to plan a party because I'm having all the ladies over. She's like, you know, tablescapes for me are how Dorit puts together her outfits. It would have loved it if Kathy chuckled. <laughs> okay, Dorit. Um, she's talking about the flowers. She just is really taking this seriously. And that's what we're going to see in next week's episode, which is, by the way, called The Dinner Party from Hell Part 2. Which is like, holy shit, because the dinner party from hell part one is with he will never emotionally fulfill you, the psychic. Like, so this is like to even invoke that title means that they've got gold. We will be seeing gold next week, folks. So we also are told, you know, uh, when we were growing up, Kyle says mom would always bring out food on dinner trays like TV trays. And Kathy still does this. So they have these elegant TV trays and they're eating their little salads. And um, Kathy and Kyle are talking about the Garcelle fight at the table. And she's like, oh, I, I can't believe Garcelle did that. Kyle says, and Kathy's like, what? I must have missed that. I don't. And, and Kyle was like, yeah, you were doing your makeup the whole time. And Kathy's like, well, my lips are dry. What an unbothered queen. Like, honestly. So we also flash back to a quote-unquote lipstick reader at Rinna's party. And the lipstick reader, this is so dumb, uh, was like predicting people's things by their lips. So it's like, was she like, Lisa, your lips are so fucking jacked. You have no literally hope for the future. So, um, but Kyle says, oh, the lipstick reader Googled all the party attendees. So when the lipstick reader said something about Kyle and Kathy's mom, you know, it's like, well, she could have just gotten that from Google. And by the way, this whole conversation, look directly behind Kathy. There is a framed photo of Kathy, Rick Hilton and Michael Jackson. I shit you not. I shit you not. (laughs) So it's wild. Remember, Kathy and Kyle did not speak for like a decade. Because one of the things that was upsetting to Kathy, which we find out, and we knew this before, was that Kyle produced a show called American Woman with Alicia Solverstone that was based 
potentially on Kyle's life and her mom and stuff like that. But Alicia Silverstone played that character and it wasn't bad, you know, but we find out in this scene or reminded that, you know, conversations between Kyle and Kathy about past issues. The issue started when uh, Kyle and Mauricio started the agency, which I didn't realize Kyle started the agency with Mauricio. So she's in on that money. So then came American woman and Kyle says, well, it was only inspired by mom. It wasn't mom. It was a love letter to her. And Kathy thought it put her mom, you know, it put mom in a bad light. And there's a 2017 flashback with Kyle explaining this to Dorit. And Kathy says, well, they, they wouldn't have been interested in Angelina Jolie and her mom or Greta Garbo and her mom. It just put her in a bad light. And it made a lot of people that were jealous of mom say bad comments. And, you know, I just I'm, I, 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 I got a lawyer and I said, do not use me or my family. And I would do that with my own kids. And I just I will not have people mess with. But, but by the way, didn't fucking Paris Hilton get a sex tape released by Rick Solomon? Like, Kathy, where was the lawyer on that one, man? But Kyle is insisting this is a love letter to mom. Um, and Kyle says, I'm, you know, I'm scared to talk about this because I don't want to spark another issue. Um, and Kathy says, well, if it was a love letter to mom, why don't you speak to Kim? Um, and Kathy says, you know, also some of the stuff in American Woman, that show was off color. And there's like this thing of floating and money, <clears throat> floating in a pool with money and a drink or something. And Kathy, Kathy says, the bottom line is that if it's in the show, people think it's real. And Kathy tells Kyle that Kim has never said one unkind thing about Kyle. And um, and uh, Kyle goes, well, I find that hard to believe. And Kyle says, it doesn't feel good to be an outsider. You know, once their mother died, they lost their mediator between the daughters because Kyle says if our mother was alive, she would not let us she would let us fight, but she would never let us go without speaking to each other for this long. And she's like, well, because Kathy's saying, well, Kim feels like an outsider. And Kyle's like, well, how about me when you had Christmas over here and you didn't invite me? I felt like an outsider. And Kyle says, you know, it. It sucks to not be included. And then we get a flashback from the first season of Beverly Hills when Kim and Kyle were fighting and Kyle and Kim says, you stole my goddamn house. And Kim points at her aggressively. And <clears throat> so they're having this very serious conversation and they're eating. And Kyle says, well, I didn't even put my napkin on my lap the right way. Why didn't you correct me, Kathy? And Kathy goes, I've given up on you. And they kind of laugh and break the tension. There's also a flashback to two months earlier with Mauricio talking about uh, them mending fences and they got invited to Palm Springs with Rick, Rick and Kathy and had dinner and kind of mended fences. And it was really nice. And, and Mauricio saying family will always be the one thing that matters. Kyle is crying in a talking head saying, I never want to go back to that place. And it really is. The reason why this scene works is because it's believable and it comes from a very real place. It's really emotionally there for me. Like the, the foundation is there. This is very real to me. This reminds me of a lot of families that care about each other. And you, you can only talk about it in this sense of relief when it's over. And how much it jars you because how much you love most people really love their families, you know. So now they reminisce about uh, mom could only make this tomato soup out of a can, hot dogs and Ritz crackers. And they're like, mom was not a good cook. Um, and then we're in a talking head with Kathy and the producer asked, what's the number one thing you regret of that time not speaking to Kyle? And um, my beautiful Kathy cries and says, 
being together, being together. What a waste, you know. And what a beautiful line. What a waste, you know. Because it really is. We get into these petty fights that really mean something to us in the time. And then we look back over this, however long it is when you don't talk to somebody you love. And it's just such a waste. Once again, ego, you guys. Ego will always get us in the end. And right then, light bulbs flicker and they're convinced it's their mom. But probably it's just the crew draining the power <laughs> at that location. Um, but they always think their mom's giving them signs, remember, with the bird and all that. And they're like, hi, mommy, mommy, hi. It's very cute. And that is the end of this week's episode. What episode it was. Next week, we see uh, Dorit in a, like, hello, PK, look at me. Va-voom, va-voom. And PK goes, va-voom, va-voom. We uh, say Sutton going, I think Erica's divorce is a sham, I say, I say. And Erica and Sutton at that table goes, oh, what? Oh, what? Oh, what? Oh, what? Oh, nothing I say, I say. Shut the F up. So you guys, once again, golden age of this show. Wow, this went an hour and 45 minutes. I hope it was worth it. My voice is so thrashed right now. Um, Thank you guys so much for making this so worth it for me. I get so many cool comments because of you guys. And I'm not crying. My voice is just wavering right now. (laughs) I've probably, I do, I will cry though. If you want, if you, that's a Patreon exclusive. I'll cry for $10 a month. Um. But this is just so good. There's so many things to talk about, and we didn't even scratch the surface. I could talk about this for hours and hours and hours. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Have the best effing weekend ever, you guys. As I always say, hang out with your family. Hang out with your friends. Mend those fences. It's all wasted time. All any bullshit with each other. It's wasted time. Mend those fences. This weekend. Do it in my name. Uh, But be safe out there. I know sickness is still going around everywhere, so really take care of yourselves. And we will talk to you bright and early on Monday with Miss Sophie Ross. I truly love you guys. Thank you for giving me a purpose. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Betches.